podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. It's a curious paradox that when we accept ourselves as we are, then we can change. Whether that means accepting our current financial situation, our current weight, our current appearance generally, our current health status, our current career satisfaction or, you know, our current mood, our current relationship status. The only way to move forward is to recognize and accept where we are right now. And I find it fascinating, you know, it's a fascinating phenomenon to me that by making peace with things rather than, you know, rather than these things like staying where they are, a space is actually created for positive transformation. People might sometimes feel that there are things that they they can't make peace with, you know, that they can't accept, like the loss of a loved one or a sudden job loss or a sudden change in health. However, the law of attraction explains that the broader part of us, who we really are, is always in a state of peace and that we can make peace with anything that we want just by shifting our thinking. And it's important to understand that making peace doesn't mean that, you know, it has to be like in a passive manner that we ignore our preferences and settle for things as they are. No, making peace is actually an active process in which we deliberately focus to improve how we feel, to free up our energy and to begin to go with the flow of life and to regain our power. In this more free-flowing state, solutions can start to be revealed. Because you see, we are where we are for a reason. These are the stages of our individual life journey that will groom us and propel us to the next step and eventually to our ultimate goals. It's easy, though, to get caught up in the grass is always greener or keeping up with the Joneses mentality because these days we see tons and tons of different people's highlight reels and we have access to so much information about what we think is so much of their life. But the reality is far from it because as we know, because most of us do it ourselves, people only show a fraction of their realities the fractions that they want to showcase for whatever reason in that moment. And while, of course, it is still enough to make people sometimes feel like failures by comparison, what isn't being shown is indeed what would give us hope that if we truly wanted to, we could reach those same heights. For instance, take bowl and branch sheets. I don't know if everyone here who's listening knows anything about bowl and branch sheets, but Bull and Branch Sheets, um, you know, it's a company that started because this guy, you know, the guy behind it was tired of uncomfortable sheets. And he felt that all the sheets sucked, you know, all the sheets he slept in or on sucked. And he decided to make a much better 
you know, much better sheet, a much better product. And he succeeded. He was able to make sheets that are more comfortable and more luxurious than any other sheet that the world has ever seen. And so he thought, jackpot, (laughs) it's my golden ticket. And he indeed sold a certain number of sheets at first, but it was hard to meet the sales target that he needed and that he had hoped for, especially something that was commensurable with how good his sheets were. And at the rate that he was going, despite having a superior product, he wasn't going to survive much longer. And the main issue was getting people to know about his sheets in order to try them out, in order to buy them, and you know to know how great they are. He knew that if people tried his sheets, that they would love it, that they would feel like the money that they're spending on it is worth it. But anyone knows that getting the word out about anything, especially a product or a service or yourself, is not easy especially in today's world, which is inundated with product competition and, you know, and comparison and stuff. And marketing campaigns cost a fortune and it's not a contingency fee type thing. So it may or may not work, which means you could be SOL anyway. But he had a hunch, you know, he was a Howard Stern listener and he knew that if he was able to get Howard Stern to talk about his sheets, it would be his best chance at success because Howard Stern has a huge audience and many of them are high earners willing to spend more money on luxury items like his sheets. And there was only one problem though. It costs a lot of money to advertise on Howard Stern's show, like six figures. Okay. And you have to commit to a certain number of, uh, you know, of, of, of times that it's going to be talked about. And it's not like he or that many people have over $100,000 just laying around waiting to be spent. And it's not easy to just borrow that either. So he knew that he would have to mortgage his house to pay for that ad. And again, it was a hunch, but it could just not work. Well, he believed in his product. So much so that he did mortgage his house to pay for that ad. And he didn't just do that. He also mailed his sheets to Howard and his wife, Beth, so that when Howard did the ad, like when he would talk about the sheets on air, he would have personal knowledge and personal experience of how truly superior the sheets are. So it would be a more genuine ad. And Howard and Beth felt that those were the best sheets that they had ever slept in. And boom, overnight, the bowl and brand sheets became an international sensation. I mean, I'm talking about presidents of the United States and other countries and hotels and celebrities and all of us regular folk, including myself, to be honest, who bought his sheets and swear by it. And it's a good thing that he was ready for that extra production because imagine, because that can also be something that people don't think about because he had to make sure that that he was ready because otherwise it would have been a destined failure you know there's no use of getting any everyone and their mom to know about your stuff if you cannot meet people's demands for it right because that would be just a sure way to get a bad name but anyhow so now any of us who you know who looks at the company or you know who doesn't know um, his background story or the company's background story, you know, looks at this guy and his multi-million dollar company. And, and, and we think to ourselves, look, how much we would love to be like him or be as successful as him or have a company that's successful. But 
what we need to stop and think about is, would you work as hard as he did? Would you take the risks that he took to get where he is? Because how many people, especially in the middle class, because, you know, the middle class is, I used to say, if there's one thing uh, that people suffer from is middle class syndrome. People in the middle class have so much to lose, so much. They're so conservative. They're so afraid. It took so long to build everything they have. They don't want to risk. They are risk aversion, usually. So how many people would mortgage their house, would actually put at risk everything they have built for a dream, for an idea? And how many people do and still lose it all, right? Because that's what, what's in the back of the mind of the people that are thinking. Because if you start going down that path of thinking the what-ifs in the negative way, nothing ever happens in the positive way. So I remember when I was 18 and, um, you know, I once had this moment when I was 18 where I felt that I had already failed in life because I wasn't Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera or Jessica Simpson, you know? There were only a few years uh, apart, you know, between me and those girls, you know, they, they were just a little bit older than me. And I thought to myself, wow, I will never have their money or success or freedom or fame, certainly not by their age, which is not that far from now. So I should have started as a kid working, you know, I should have known as a kid that I wanted to be a celebrity of some sort and follow that path. I should have had parents that pushed me that route. And then I started feeling like all truly successful people started as kids. So I was never going to be what I wanted to be because I had already, quote unquote, missed my chance. <laughs> Can you believe it? Because looking back now, of course, I say how ridiculous that sounds. But back then, it felt real you know it felt like real failure I had this idea in my mind like next life you know like I thought that having a huge house with a huge pool only mattered if you were still super young and healthy and attractive because otherwise it wasn't cool it was just expected somehow like every person who's like over 30 is expected to have you know certain things in their life Uh, because they live long enough, so they've been working long enough, and they should be able to have saved long enough to have whatever they want, and that is so ridiculous. Um, what a mental case I was. But the truth is, if you look closely at all those child stars and movie stars and celebrities, especially Britney Spears, you know, you see how difficult their lives were and still are today in many ways. I wouldn't trade my anonymity for fame. Not for any money in the world. We take for granted the simplicity and the mental stability that our simpler lives bring. And we often fail to see that there's a lot more to joy and fulfillment than just money and fame and a huge house with a huge pool. You know, it's a state of mind. No matter how much we have, we can always be unhappy if we choose to see what we dislike about ourselves and about our lives. And the opposite, obviously, is true. If you choose to see the good in your life and in yourself, then you're happy. It's that simple. It's a switch. It's kind of like, you know, when we play The Sims and we use the Rosebud cheat code just to get unlimited money, at first it's so exciting because we buy everything we want and we build a giant home and then we don't have to work and blah, blah, blah. It's just party, party, party. But then very soon after, the game gets boring and we stop playing. Unfortunately, that happens way too often with people too in their real lives. Life's stages are there for a reason. 
They are experiences and challenges that are needed for lessons as well as for enjoyment. Everything in life is relative. And of course, having a lot of money makes life easier. And there is nothing wrong with wanting money or having money. All great things. But we have to remember that to enjoy the journey, we have to enjoy the moment. I mean, let me go ahead and quote Miley Cyrus because she's right. It's the climb. There is always going to be another mountain and you're always going to want to make it move. There's always going to be some uphill battle and sometimes you're going to have to lose. And it's not about how fast you get there and it's not about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. So to be happy and to also see more clearly what needs to be done for you to go to your next phase, you have to understand, acknowledge, and make peace with this stage of life that you're in. I mean, GPS cannot tell you how to get to your destination without a starting address, right? It's the same with the universe. And a very powerful tool that can be helpful in making peace is focusing on the positive aspect of any challenging situation or uncomfortable feeling that you have going on right now. And this might be initially, you know, counterintuitive, um, but by looking at the positive aspects of your life, it enables you to relax, you know, relax more into whatever you are experiencing, which lessens its grip on you. And it opens up the possibility for solutions and positive changes. And it also means that you are in sync with the universe's purpose of having you in that stage. You are going to be more inclined and more able, more aware, so that you can learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn. An example of the positive aspects of a particular situation or feeling are, you know, thinking to yourself that, This is helping me learn more or this is giving me the opportunity to come into greater alignment or this is assisting me in becoming more allowing. And another technique to help you align with making peace is to ask yourself, how do I think it would feel if I just made peace with this? You know, when we ask the mind a question, it goes to work on finding an answer. So even if we don't initially think of how we would feel if we had made peace with this, we are beginning to learn um, you know, how we would feel. We're beginning to lean in more of a positive direction and to create more of a positive pattern of thinking. And it can be relaxing when thinking about making peace to know that it is not necessary to get all the way to that state to begin with, but rather to just start focusing in that direction. Because very often the solutions will then just appear, you know? And if it is necessary to make any decisions, then the law of attraction states that it's best done from a place of alignment. So therefore, by doing your best to make peace, you will have a clearer mind and be able to make more effective decisions that will take you to where you want to go. And as for the, the Bolin branch sheets that I purchased, and no, no, I am not being paid at all to say this. They are by far the best sheets that I have ever slept in. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.